Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back with another category podcast, and we decided to return to actors. And the actor that we chose is a predominantly comedic actor, Will Ferrell. Now, before we get into the movies, we're throwing a bit of a curveball at you. All right. Um, so, this is a bourbon called Hotel Tango. Hotel Tango. Where'd you get it? Uh, Meyer. Okay. Um, $30 for a fifth, so not bad. It's actually bottled in Indianapolis, which that's where my cousin's from. And I remember my uncle saying something about this. And when I saw that, I'm like, that looks familiar. So I started looking at it, and I'm like, oh, Indianapolis. I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet you this is what my uncle was talking about the one time. But it's called Bourbon Ready to Drink. And it's 45%, so 90 proof. Okay. Um, but it's got a nice cork bottle. I mean, it's actually really smooth. Like, once you put on the rocks, like, I've just been sipping on it, and it's pretty tasty. So you're not doing any sort of training wheels, right? Oh, no, just right on the rocks. Okay. Yeah, I don't need training wheels when it comes to good bourbon. Well, just checking, you know, and I'm sure everyone, I'm a, for those that are privileged to the 70s, everyone knows what we're talking about when we say training wheels. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Garnish, water, yeah. something to, you know, sugars, anything to make it so they can actually drink it. Of pe- uh, Coke or whatever. No, yeah. I, yeah. I can drink Sugar it rim, straight. anything. Yeah, yeah, like doing tequila with training wheels. Either you do it or you don't do it. You know, one of the two. Um, yeah, that looks kind of, kind of good. You know, actually, once I finish that, I might have some bourbon. I, I do have that single From barrel Costco? that yep yeah we I still do have, have a little, little bit too, yeah yeah well I mean I know it does I mean not to sound like it's just me as the alcoholic in the household here but really there's only two things Jim drinks you know he'll drink a margarita with a beer in it mm. or he'll drink Bailey's and cappuccino I mean so. It's not like he drinks pretty much anything else. You know, once in a while, he may take a sip of my wine to see what it tastes like or something like that. But, I mean, all the other stuff in the house is pretty much mine. So, yeah, that means I'm the alcoholic. <laughs> well, see, I have the so stuff. So, it doesn't go. <laughs> yeah. I have the stuff that I drink straight, and I don't drink it a lot. So, it just stays in the liquor cabinet. But I have the stuff that I buy, like, on a daily basis, like the McMaster's. Like, oh, that's always my, that's my come home, mix a drink kind of thing. So, I buy more McMasters than I do anything else, but I keep that good stuff stashed for podcasts or just any good good moment. Like, hey, friends come over. Like, have you tried this before? Like, pour them a little bit. So you always got to yeah. keep the good stuff. And again, basically sound myself like an alcoholic or, you know, like McMasters, but. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, we all have like our go-tos, you know, like I go like literally said, well, well, I mean, I literally just had a margarita with a beer in it. Because we were just in between stuff, doing stuff, you know, and I'm kind of like, okay, what am I gonna drink? And I'm just opening the refrigerator. I'm like, oh, I'll finish off this wine that was I had one glass left in it, 
And I'm like, and then I'll decide what I'm going to drink beyond that. So I'm going to finish up the coconut um, lime wine that I still okay. got from two guys. And it's still good. I mean, I haven't, what was that, like four weeks ago? Something like that, yeah. Well, and it's still in the refrigerator. Of course, I put a vacuum seal on it, and it's still pretty good. I mean, so for yeah. a cold wine, it's not bad at all, but, and it's not, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, it's actually pretty good still. But funny thing is, is <laughs> sounding like the alcoholics, I was just at a baby shower today, and my BFF leans over to she goes, what do you have in your purse? Do you have any vodka? <laughs> I'm like, of course I do. Let me pull it out right now for you. She goes, of course you have it. I'm like, I got some whiskey in here too, some LTD. What do you need? <laughs> yeah, but after this, I think I'm going to have, um, I mean, I know I'm sitting outside, but that nice on the rocks with uh, some bourbon sounds pretty good after this. So yeah. I'm going to do that after this class, which is great. So, but once again... I'm the one that's drinking everything at the house unless I'm making the two things that my husband drinks and then he'll drink those with me. Yeah. And that's, it's always good to have that good stuff stashed. Yeah. And then it's sad when it goes away because you're like, oh, they don't make this anymore. Well, we got to, well, that was this year. So that would be available again, what, in another two or three years? Yeah. I think this one took four. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Just got to put it on our, put it on our radar. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Um, before we start the oh, movie, yeah, okay. the movie okay. thing, yep. I have a quick question. Okay. Are we are we gonna like guess who what movie we think we each are gonna do before we announce our movie, or we can? I think because you know I have like I have my vision, <laughs> my vision of what I think. So how would you guess? what mine is and Tom is because yeah. we had to talk with each other because <laughs> yeah. we have both of our I, favorites. I called dibs on a specific movie. Yeah, so, so there was like, there's, <clears throat> so you can pick or try to choose which one I did and Tom and okay. I can try to choose which one you did. Okay, yeah, but I think, you know, I mean, I had a vision of which one, you know, based on what, you know, everyone's preferences are, you know, this and that. And it just, it you know, Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say which ones I think. You don't have to like say mine right now, but you don't have to tell me what you're doing. But I'm just gonna throw it out there that I personally think that you will be doing Elf, and then I believe Tom would be doing Ron Burgundy, Anchorman. Interesting, interesting. That's where I threw that. I mean, I was leaning towards the comedic. Mm -hmm. towards because of his his ability but we i don't know if we you know we've announced what he is i mean the other one i kind of thought thought tom would go with which is on my back burner was everything must go i did like that movie a lot yeah 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 that was a good and it was on my back burner you know so it's kind of like i was trying to think okay i was thinking i was trying to think like you guys would think because i know i'm like oh my god well i don't want us all like to choose the same movie not that we would all choose the same movie with such a extensive movie collection that he if has. i was going middle or last which i usually go first i yeah i could pull something else out of my ass that i because will ferrell's one that 99.9 percent .9 of his movies are good there's some that are just over the top that you're just like okay this was funny because it was will ferrell but it was not a good movie yeah so that's how you can look at Will Ferrell. Is most of his movies are great movies. You can't really. It's hard to pick and choose with him, and that's the thing is, is because. I mean, 
I'll say it at the end, which movie I think is a good movie, but it, or I like it because it's Will Ferrell, but if it wasn't Will Ferrell in it, I'd be like, okay, this, this is horse shit. Right. So there's actually a couple in my head right off the top of my head. And it's mm-hmm. after I have to say, um, McKay got out of his life. Like a lot of the McKay movies were, mm-hmm. they worked well with each other. And then once McKay went off on his own, that's when his movies started being like, okay, they're funny, but mm. they're not worth it. I mean, yeah. not and you know what I'm you... saying? Like, you know, McKay, like, and him, like, they've been together forever. Yeah, they start on SNL together. And then they did, um, well, that one skit with his daughter. Wasn't he part of that too, McKay? Yeah, that was the beginning of Funnier Die. Yeah, that Funnier was Die. That's McKay's what daughter, the, mm-hmm. the landlord. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was pretty fucking funny. So. Yeah. Yeah, so we can get right into it if you'd like. Go ahead. So I do have to say Elf is great. I saw that in theaters. I pissed my pants. I was drinking a fifth of Sky Vodka. It was a great time. But the movie I chose is The Other Guys. Okay. 2010... Um, 6.6 IMDb, Meta 64. Um, God damn, <clears throat> fucking droids. Um, yeah, and they got 78% tomato meter, 60% audience, which is kind of weird. Uh, but worldwide got 170 point, basically five, I'm rounding up, million. Uh, budget was 100. Okay. So, director, I'm going into this bringing into my conversation. Um, of course, I had Adam McKay as the director. Mm-hmm. The reason why I chose it also is the cast. You can't go wrong with Marky Mark. You got Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell, um, even Mendez, uh, Michael Keaton, um, The Rock. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, and the list goes on. Like, got one of the Wayans brothers. Okay. Um, so th- they had to pull a lot of characters, like a lot of favors in this movie. I had a feeling, like, even like in one of the scenes, like they had when they're at the basketball game, like all the top celebrities at the time lined up next to them. Yeah, yeah. So, this movie is about Will Ferrell's character trying to be a cop, but playing it safe as an accountant. Okay. Because he had a very wild college life. (laughs) And we'll get into that. But there's so many one-liners in this movie that I love. Like, have you done an office pop or whatever? Um, desk pop. Desk pop. Oh, you never. When was your last desk pop? Oh, mine was like ten months ago. Like, so like he shoots his gun up in the air and then like he goes up to Mark Wahlberg's character, which is his partner. He's like, I did my first desk pop. He's like, Are you that stupid or something? Like, just goes off on him and then the captain came, which is um. Michael Michael Keaton uh, Michael Keaton's character and he gives him a wooden gun which plays out throughout the whole movie which is hilarious 
And what's also great about this is like Mark Wahlberg's character is like, hey, you know, we got to get the druggies. We got to get these. We got to get that. And it was actually Will Ferrell's character that was going after somebody because they didn't have the right paperwork done. It was a scaffolding the, issue. The scaffolding issue. And so it all led into like him making them the two big dogs because at the beginning you had Samuel L. Jackson's character and um, The Rock, and they were like the the town hero detectives. Like everybody knew them. They did some big jobs like they always solved a bunch of cases and they start off the movie with them jumping off of a building thinking that they would survive so that's what everybody wanted to be was the new um, top notch um, detectives and then it was Will Ferrell's character that went with the whole paperwork to making the, the biggest case ever which was a lotto scandal, which led into the police retirement fund being part of it too. And I don't know. Like, it's just. Have you seen this before? Yes. Yes, I have. I don't know. It's actually, you know, I mean, once again, like you said, the, the cast is one of the main reasons why even I watched initially because you know, you got Mark Wahlberg, Samuel L. Jackson is in it, you know, Eva Menendez. You know, you have such an extensive character that Dwayne Johnson, let's be honest, Dwayne Johnson's in it too. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big cast. It really is. And this has, it's, it has enough supporting cast where it doesn't become a Will Ferrell monologue. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, where it's not just Will Ferrell and it's all about Will Ferrell and no one else is getting any lines. I feel like this is getting enough adequate where everyone is that's in the movie is being treated almost as an equal. And you're absolutely correct when you're saying that, you know, he left him when he left. When did, when did he leave him after this? Uh, Holmes and Watson, I think, was their last movie together. Okay, yeah. And yeah. that's... <laughs> The thing is, this is the second highest grossing Will Ferrell movie from what I read on IMDb. The first one is Elf. Yeah. Um, but this was the second. And I'm guessing this was the second because of all the... Ensemble. Yeah, like you brought in a crew. And you see Mark Wahlberg as a character that you have never really seen played by him a lot. He's always like a serious action kind of guy. At that point, he was, yeah. And yeah. now he's different. Like he was in Stepfathers with him, right? Um, no other. Uh, no, isn't it? No, it's not other daddy. Daddy's home. Daddy's daddy's home. home yeah. That's it. Daddy's home. Yeah. And daddy's so, home. you know, this is the first movie with Will Ferrell and. Um, Mark Wahlberg and they've been they wanted those two to work with each other after they saw them at like I think it was awards or something like oh no where oh, this is what I was reading on IDB like Will Ferrell was roasting other people and he just couldn't do it to Mark Wahlberg and that's why they, after they saw that they're like oh we got to get those two together <laughs> like yeah. that's gonna be good yeah, and you you are absolutely right. You know, I mean, once again, once uh, you know an actor finds someone that they enjoy working with, they kind of like always tend to be together. 
you know, and he has, what did they do? Daddy's Home and then even Daddy's Home too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I don't think they've had any other ones, have they? I don't that was believe it. so. Yeah, that's still three movies, and that's like, in the, actually, and think about that. That's in the course of basically 10 years because two years you got to count, count away because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So three movies in two years between each other is not bad at all. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. I like this movie a lot, especially, like, he starts going into, like, why he was going into the um, the accounting and the police department is because uh, he's like, yeah, so I had this girl come up to me in college, and she paid me to um, to schedule her dates and this and that. And then before you know it, we were doing really well. We brought on her friends, and then we brought on some more friends. Call and then a stable of whores. And he's like, so you are a, p- pro- or a pimp? He's like, no. Like... <laughs> And then before you know, he's like, and then it got really bad. And you see him with like chrome teeth and a leopard uh, robe on and looking like a true pimp. And he's like, things went really bad. And that's when I met my wife now. And it's so hilarious through the whole movie, too. Like he sits there and like dogs his wife, which is even Eva Mendez is a goddamn smoke show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I've had better than her. <laughs> well, I mean, throughout the whole movie, they're kind of painting him as some great cocksmith because all these beautiful women are hitting on him, and yeah, his goes to meet his old girlfriend and her. Yeah, new they go husband. to play the detour. Yeah, I can't remember her name right now, but she's she's hot. She's a smoke show. She's funny too. And then she's like, they're in the other kitchen. He's like, you don't care. She's trying to bang his wife. And he's like, oh no, honey, get some, get it, like. Like what kind of swinging shit are we doing here? But you know, you're you're absolutely right. It's kind of cool. I mean, the plot of the movie is like they make the every like you said, everyone wants the flashy, um, become the top cop. They all want to take down the big drug lord or whatever. But meanwhile, behind the scenes, he's building the lotto case thing, which paperwork will always kill. You know, the, you know, the, the criminals it's in the end. Think, trail. It's the trail. Yeah. Well, no, think about Al Capone. They got him on tax fraud, you know, tax yeah. evasion. You know, that's how they get, you know, you don't, you're going to get them with, you know, the stupidest thing. And sometimes those even have more bite and teeth to it than um, other convictions. And they sometimes they even hold more weight. Sometimes those white collar felonies have more time to be sentenced to than some other things yeah the devil is in the details as they say mm-hmm. i think that's what they say that yeah the devils are in the details but it has substance might not have a lot of teeth but it has substance yeah and it'll hold up in court yeah that's that's why they always say like the accountants and the people who do the paperwork are the lead people they're, they are the, they are the real money people yeah but yeah, but, it's just one of those films. Like, like I said, there's probably a hundred quotes to this movie. You're just sitting there, like, like uh, in his Prius. What was uh, the Dirty Mike and the Dirty boys. Mike and the Boys? Like, yeah, we found a mouse with, in a condom. Like, I don't know what was going on with that shit. And just like Dirty Mike and the Boys will be back in your car <laughs> or something. Like, we will have sex in your car again. I promise you that. <laughs> Yeah, I and he you know, and Will Ferrell's right. character is like this was the first car I've ever owned, brand new. 
And that's the day I traded in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he even, you know, you got, you know, okay, quick question. Remember he got the nickname Yankee Clipper? Yeah, for shooting Derek Jeter. Yeah. Was he, did we even see? Derek Jeter to, like, was in there. He was in the they movie. Did, okay, yeah. I was they trying did to show was a flashback of, of the okay, yeah. incident. Yeah. Okay. So Derek Jeter did show his face. I was like trying to think of did, Which, did they show that or they just reference it's it? It's funny how they chose the Playboy of fucking Hollywood too to be in there too. Like Derek Jeter's black book is out of control. Deep, for sure. So that's just funny. Like they chose that guy, and like that's like what Will Ferrell's, Ferrell's character is. He's got the black book. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Like how, I just thought about that in my head. Like yeah. you know, they brought in a character that they created, and somebody that actually in real life is. A true playboy. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. So true. No. But I was just like, and, and it's been a while since I've actually seen this movie. I want to say it's been a couple of years. But, okay. you know, um, but seeing it, you know, because when we announced what we were doing and there's like only so much, so much time you have to be able to watch everything there because he is quite prolific. Yeah. I mean, no. I. And that's you know, like when we were talking about our categories like we could go different routes i'm like there's so many good will ferrell movies that we could break down there's so many jim carrey's movies that we could break down there's so much of like different comedic actors that led their career to have so many comedy movies that we could break down each person individually and even steve martin like you know he has some great comedy stuff too yeah and that's the problem you know you're kind of like here, you know, this way, you know, it's kind of going, I'm like, are we focusing more on the comedic part of his roles or not of his roles? Because, you know, he does have some serious. He does. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are pretty. Uh, but some of the serious well, ones sure. are still comedic, though, too, and how kind of like mm-hmm. the one with Everything Must Go. Like, that was a very depressing movie. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the way that they they did it, it was kind of funny with certain things that he did. So there's different ways of comedy, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. He has several different styles of comedy. I mean, you got slapstick, you have dry humor, which I personally think Bill Her- Bill Murray is one of the best of dry humor mm-hmm. ever. Absolutely. You know, yeah. absolutely. And then you have, like, raunchy and then stupid. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing is what's nice about doing – um, each person individually, because you can say, I'll just say mine, like mine's a laugh out loud comedy. Like yeah. it's not, it's a, di- it's just your laugh out loud type. But again, if you choose a different way, there's different comedic routes, it's not just laugh out loud. It's more of like, well, that's kind of sad, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I might have to watch this one again. I mean, it wasn't on my list. I mean, I probably watched a good seven Will Ferrell. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Well, Getting prepared for this. And, yeah, Thanks. it ends June 30th on Netflix is what it said when I watched it. So is it streaming anywhere else either? Hulu, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. I think it was Hulu, Netflix. Those are the two, and maybe Tubi, but Tubi has commercials, but... Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't really matter, you know. You just deal with it. Yeah. We we own it, so that's bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, I call it bathroom or coffee breaks. Like I go fill up a cup real quick. Yeah. So, 
when you chose this one, I'm considering, you know, you chose it because of the ensemble cast. You already pointed this one out to mm-hmm. me. Now, did you choose it because one of it's one of his more recent ones? Or where does a stack so, on... I have my go-tos when it comes to Will Ferrell. Um, like, I've seen so many of his films. And the one part that comes off on the top of my mind about this movie that I could just fast-forward movie to this, to this three-minute clip, and I just sit there and laugh every time, which is when they go to the bar and get hammered drunk, and they do the <laughs> slow motion yeah. of them getting their beating ass in the middle of a bar. <laughs> Like that to me was like I, I think of certain clips in different parts of every Will Ferrell movie, and I'm like, hey, could I just rewind to that part and just watch it? I'm like, oh, I definitely could because I know what's going on. So, yes and no. I mean, I don't. I'm going with this, but it depends on what mood you're in in life and what. What are you in the mood for? Yeah, okay. Like, what are you in the mood for? And I guess this last month of whatever with being busy with work, I needed something as a laugh out loud kind of comedy. I couldn't just get into a depressing one. Cause I'm all like, you know, you know what I'm saying? You need that, that one you can just put on to start laughing. That's true. And so that's where the mood I was in this month. And that's why I chose the other guys. Is now, I, I needed that laugh out loud comedy. What was this rating again on IMDb? Um, pull it back up. Sorry, didn't no. mean to catch you off guard. No, you're good. I just don't know how to work a droid. Oh. There we go. Um, oops. Bad roll. Uh, 6.6 IMDb. So it's not too bad. It's basically, to me, that's like getting a high C plus B minus well, movie. Well, for a comedy, that's pretty high, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not many comedies out there that are over a 7, I would say. Because you can't appeal to everyone's com- comedic yeah, sense of morality. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going with earlier. Depending on what type of mood you are in is how you're going to rate that movie. Yep. Like, every comedy is different, and you're going to take it in a different way if you're not in that mood. Yeah. I mean, any other thing would have been, like, low C- minus to me. That's like a high C plus B-. minus. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's a comedic movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I really, I don't know. I watched a few. Like, I'll go to bed at night and just put it on because I know what I know it. So I can just sit there and lay with my eyes closed and I can know what's going on in the movie. Mm -hmm. So that's how I've been watching the Will Ferrell movies is, okay, it's bedtime. Just put a movie on. Go lay down. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, mine was... um... I knew the I, there was movies I had watched before, of course, you know, so I had put them on and I was multitasking, like make, making schedules or something else, too. But mm-hmm. and, you know, I was able to, like, um, stop and watch what I wanted. And, of course, the one I'm going to do, I drank the whole bottle of wine, just like, you know, so <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, happens. so that was kind of cool. It happens. It happens. It was one of right. those days. You know how that is. So, so gonna you're going to give mine. this what rate? Go ahead and rate yours. I'm going to do a flat seven on this. Okay, good. I mean, it's a it's a comedy. Like you said, a lot of things on comedies don't do higher than sevens. So it makes sense. I go a flat seven just because it's one of those movies you put on and you can just laugh the whole entire time and not like just 
have a good time with it. It's a good, good, it's a good time movie, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. That's good. Good. And Tom chose the one that was going to be my first. But... <laughs> I, I called it. Which, that's why you guys got to sit down and have discussions. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I struggle. I mean, Will Ferrell has done, he has kind of branched out a little bit, but he, I mean, he's kind of universally known as a comedic actor. Yeah. And I struggle with comedies on the rewatchability factor. Okay. Because once the joke has been heard, it doesn't hit as hard. But there's a few comedies that I can watch over and over and over and over again. And this is one of them. Okay. Step Brothers. Okay. Once again, you chose Mark Wahlberg. No. No. No, Step Brothers. No, no, I'm sorry. Step Who was it again? A John, John C. C. Riley. Yeah. Okay. I am so sorry. I was thinking. We were just talking about Daddy's Home. Daddy's yeah, sorry, man. sorry, my thought, my thought. <laughs> Came out okay, in well, two thousand eight. It has an IMDb of six point nine, a Metascore of fifty one, Rotten Tomato score of fifty five percent Tomato Meter, sixty nine percent audience. It had a sixty five million dollar budget. Domestically, it was hundred million four hundred sixty eight thousand seven hundred ninety three dollars. Worldwide, $128,108,211. This movie was also directed by Adam McKay, written by Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, and John C. Riley. So tell her about the poster before you get started. Okay, yeah. So we both are big fans of this movie and have been since it came out. I saw it in theaters. I don't know if you did or not. I no, not. I did not actually. I so we sell on eBay and we happen to just randomly get a chance to sell a friend of ours car. So we made a shit ton of money with very little work and we go on our online auction sites and they have a eight foot tall vinyl stepbrothers poster. That's up in seven days, and it's $7 was the opening bid. But we had all this money that we just got, so I put a bid of $400 in on it because I really wanted it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, okay, well, we're getting it one way or the other. I don't care how much it fucking costs. Now it's in our house. And we paid $8 for it. Okay. <laughs> Nobody else bid on it. Well, that's cool. I mean, I mean, evidently, you know, a little... Art of the auction, you just started off with eight. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> no. I'm sure there was some alcohol involved in that decision. Okay, also. no, the thing is, is we're very bad at this when it comes to putting our online auctions. We put stuff in our watch list. And then by the time like nine o'clock hits at night, by the time the auction ends, we're too drunk to even think about checking the site. So it's like 9.15, like, damn it, we forgot to bid on that. So I got into the whole thing, like, just put what the max bid we would buy it for, and then we won't lose it, like. <laughs> kind of makes sense, kind of makes sense. So I needed your help when I was trying to buy the stupid Carrie Bradshaw wedding shoes for Leslie, just letting you know. <laughs> the, yeah, Manola Blancs, Blancs, yeah. They, yeah, I had an eBay thing going on, and 
I lost out because once again, I didn't come up. I should have just put my max bed. <laughs> well, that's what happens. You get busy in life. It's not that you're drunk or stone, which mostly for me, but it's just that you don't think about it. And then it's like, oh, shit, that was today. And then you, by the time you check it, it's five minutes gone. By the time it ended, you're just like, what the hell? Like, I was going to spend the money anyhow. Why didn't I just put the max bid on there? Yeah. So that being said, I know you're talking about the Step Brothers poster here. It might be a little bit off topic. So if you put the max bid and no one else bids, can you drop your bid down then? No, you only pay what the certain bid is. So if somebody bids again, then, uh-huh. you're, then you're the next bid because your bid's higher than theirs. And so you're just constantly so, battling. Yeah, we had it was at $7. I put the $400 bid in. If somebody bid $10, so you would have paid I would still 11. have it for 11 Gotcha. Gotcha. So, okay, once again, anytime I do this again, I'm getting hold of you guys. So I don't lose out on anything. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what we do in life is if I want it, I'm going to get it. That's true. Okay. Once again, um, so you're going with, you know, John C. Riley here and Will Ferrell, which they have been in numerous movies well, together. Well, the dad is huge. Um, it's, got yeah. a, it's got a big cast in The mom is big, too. too. Mary Steenburgen. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah absolutely. And yeah, continue. Well, I, I was just because I just rewatched it today, and okay. I was thinking, is there a better comedic duo working today than those two? I mean, you could have argued maybe three or four years ago, uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco. Yeah, but they're pretty much done. Well, yeah, Franco's out, Frank. Out yeah, of Franco's. In some trouble, but I, I I was thinking I couldn't think of. Well, Seth Rogen and Franco were the thing. Those yeah, Seth, but they're done now. Yeah, they're done because yeah. Rogen doesn't want any part of what he's done. But I mean, are we talking? About, is there any better comedic duo or duo today? To, I was going to say today because I mean I okay. was thinking like back you had like Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor and. You know, you have Bill Murray, uh, Bill Murray and Chevy Chase. Yeah. yeah, you have John Candy. And who was he? Oh, oh my God. What is his name? Oh, my God. John Candy and um, Dan Aykroyd did a couple together. Yes, yeah. the great outdoors yeah. we just watched. And I love the great outdoors. You could even, like, toss in Farley and Spade. Yeah. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are back in the early nineties. They 90s. were great together. Yeah. Yeah. But SNL. once again we're, we're we're dipping we're dipping back. Yeah. We're dipping back. Mm-hmm. There is nothing today. I couldn't think of There's a better duo today. today. No. no. Unless No, there really isn't. Like, no, I there I was just gonna say unless you throw in like well, Farrell, Mark Wahlberg, they just did Daddy's did Home not too long ago, so I guess that's recently. I mean, it seems enough, like but... Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson had a run of yeah, couple, like wedding, well, wedding crashers. crashers and, that, yeah. and we're going back in twenty two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah. they honestly haven't worked together. I don't think since Holmes and Watson. So they have yeah, another but... one coming out. Do they? I thought they double check on that, but I went through an article and they. Um, it said John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are coming back, and I didn't click on it because I wasn't sure if it was real or not. But I thought I, I saw that they're think... doing something. Ah, uh, no, that's not that one. It doesn't look like it. No, okay. At least Riley's IMDb page. Unless it's show. not released on IMDb left, it's just like a talk that they're it gonna just do got something. Announced, yeah. 
yeah, I, it's probably just talk. You know, once again, you got to go with the talk and you're just like, what? You know, and but you always hear there's always like tons of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. people talk about things happening. But, you know, once again, we're going back 14 years here. And even then, Talladega Nights, you know, they have a ton of stuff together. They do. They always yeah. have. Oh, yeah. Talladega Nights. That's another one I was battling against, too. But Like, I, I, I would accept the argument that Ron Burgundy is his best character. Yes. But I think Step Brothers is his funniest movie. Well, and, you know... We bring something to this house, like with that movie too, because there's times we literally make fancy. We call it fancy, fancy sauce, sauce yeah. and it's mayo and Frank's. In that okay. movie, we do ranch and Frank's. Yeah. Oh, see, we do mayo and Frank's too. We do it both ways. I yeah, think. we made the whole jar of mayo that one time. But uh... what? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're absolutely, you know, and it's and and actually the movie. If you go into the whole thing, you know, the Step Brothers, you know, is and it actually is kind of a funny premise about the whole entire thing. You know, it's, it's grown ass children. Yeah. Oh, that yes. are failures. Get you know, ass I mean, I'm, I'm, by 10 year olds, you know, and because they're still living at home. I mean, what is more relatable today for parents? I, I'm just going to say much, it right yeah. now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, my favorite part is, like, they're grown-ass kids, and they got their ass kicked by that 10, 13, 12-year-old, whatever. And it's like, maybe you guys should just not go that way home anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, we're not going to go that way home anymore. And, like, This movie is incredibly quotable. Again, another quotable. Will, Will Ferrell, all Will Ferrell's movies are quotable as fuck, though. You have to say that. Oh, yeah. They do. They are. Like, boats <laughs> and hoes. Like, that's still a thing. Like, that's going to travel from generation to generation, is that? Because... I mean, to be frank, we this was the first movie we ever did on the podcast was Step Really? Okay, was. cool. Now, when you say it was your first movie... I mean, because, you know, of course, you, could, you know, I'm assuming that everyone knows what we're talking about, Step Brothers, because we've all seen it, you know, yes. and it's actually very watchable. It's one of my husband's favorite movies. Okay. Um, I mean, he's watched it a couple of times and you'll sit there and you'll say to him, you're like Step Brothers," And he's like, well, you know, but once you put it in front of him, he knows what he knows what he's watched it because he thinks, you know, he watches those two that he likes those two yeah. Yeah. in in their element, you know, even with, you know, but. You know, what made you choose <laughs> Step Brothers out of all the movies out there to be the first? I can, this movie, I could, we just could watch. We could put in at any given time. Even if we just saw it three days yeah. ago, we could rewatch so, it and get enjoyment out of it. When we were yeah. when we were unsure about everything, like how we were going to set up the podcast, like this was a very like, if you look, listen to the very first episode, well, not the pilots, but in the first movie one, like we weren't sure what we we're going to do. So we actually wrote prequels. Yeah, okay. that's right. That and was, so the, I fun. did like step cousins or something. I don't know. We were writing sequels. Yeah, yeah, we were writing sequels and Tom brought his sequel to what this movie would be, too. That we, is I, what the article I read was. They're going to do step brothers, too. OK, I have not seen anything about that. But that I just hit me in the head that. because. They said John C. Riley and um, Will Ferrell are talking about doing another movie, and it, rumors are it's going to be Step Brothers too. 
I'm... because then that that's where this mind thought. Oh my god, I smoke way too much weed. I kind of like um, the idea that we did when no, we were writing so, sequels and shit. So then I got pissed off because I was like, "Why well, already wrote my prequel for the my podcast?" <laughs> so if I'm right and you're right, <laughs> yeah, somebody's right. gonna get pissed off at each other. <laughs> wow, this is okay. why I smoke a lot of pot because now I, that last hit just really did it. Got my memory flowing. Well, I mean, I can see why, you know, you when you also said this is a movie that you can just put it and watch it at any point in time. It doesn't matter if you just watched it three days ago. You know, oh, last if it's night on I was. Stars or HBO, yeah. Yeah, well, it's because if you're going to do a podcast about something, you want to be familiar with a subject, you don't want to be able to stumble over it and you want to mm. be able to know and be able to quote everything correctly. That is, and if you have, yeah. and it's probably in your subconscious. Because you've watched it so many times. Like last night, Money Pit was on, and I stopped. I'm like, it's yeah. Money Pit. I love you know? Money Pit. That's one of my favorites. And it's just there, you know. You just kind of like whatever you watch. You know, there's there's certain movies that I cannot tell you how many times I'll just leave them on because I've seen it numerous times, and it, it's not because it's good background filler, but because it's entertaining, and I know when to look up. Yeah. Because I could be doing other things and not really miss what I need because it's almost like I'm the actor in the movie with them and I know what scenes I really want to watch yeah, <laughs> what I'm participating yeah. in. That's yeah. what I was doing when I watched all the little Pharaoh movies. I was writing schedules or just doing my nonsense work shit on my phone. Like, you could be part of it, but... Okay, it's my turn. Okay, and I'm saying my line now and <laughs> it's like you're walking in and out of a stage because there's parts that appeal to you for whatever you do and that's what's the familiarity with some of these comedic actors are is because you know what parts are funny to you, whether or not it's totally funny for th throughout the whole entire time. So it has its moments and there's moments designed just especially for you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, I'm going to walk around. I'm we're going to keep on talking because you know, I don't know if we want to say anything more about stepbrothers, but I'm walking around instead of tripping over the cat tent, which we know what happens there. I'm going to knock yeah. on the door and let's hope my husband comes and lets him in <laughs> because he's being a little pain in the ass that I'm not going to try to do that and talk at the same time. So, and once again, so stepbrothers two. So Step Brothers 2 would be interesting to see, especially. Now, he has three movies in production right now. Will Ferrell does. Yeah, probably. Uh, he, he has Strays. Oh, frick. Barbie. Is They're doing Barbie? a Barbie. He's in Barbie. He's the CEO of the company. And oh, my God, what's the other one? What's the other one? Oh, shit. Cover. This Barbie movie's going to be a little crazy. I'm going to let you know. I, well, you know, <laughs> is it going to be like toys with uh, Rock Williams in it? I'm just saying <laughs> spirited. I don't know. I have a yeah. feeling Barbie is going to be one of those movies that everybody expects is shit, and it's going to be comic. It's going to be a comic relief. Okay. It's going to be so stupid that it's funny as hell, and it's going to be one you can rewatch. It's going to be, it you know, there. I'm just. It's going to be. A guilty pleasure? Yeah, it could be. Okay. Okay, I'm liking that. I'm liking that. I don't know. That. Like, when I was a kid, um, I used to do uh, Barbie um, bungee. Okay. And so I tied a string around their neck and threw them off her banister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Pretty morbid, okay. Pretty morbid child, but I thought they were fine. So, 
do we know, I mean, basically, when Will Ferrell, what, what did he begin acting? 1995, the early, I mean, like when he started getting, like, credited. Uh, I, the first thing I really remember him in is the Night at the Roxbury. Yes. But, I mean, that was based on an SNL skit. So, Which that's a funny movie too. That actually is kind of funny. I mean, I like that. That is like if you're gonna do the, if you want what the '90s is or was. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. Yep, yep. What is yep. love, baby? Don't hurt me. me. <laughs> don't hurt me. Yeah. No more. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, had, I had to throw it out there because once we did that, like, yeah. yeah. So where's the streaming right now, or do you guys own it? Uh, we own it. <laughs> I imagine it's got to be streaming somewhere. I don't. I can. Okay. Oh. Okay. Do we want to touch on what the movie's about, other than the fact that we know about, you know, his mother? Yeah, didn't really talk about it, Tom. I mean, it's it's a pretty straightforward. Stepbrothers story. that start liking each other. Yeah, forty-year-old stepbrothers first hate each other, then they become friends, and they hate each other, and then they become friends. Like I like the. It's on Peacock's <laughs> Premium. I, for, okay. I forgot to mention this, but the name of my fantasy baseball team was Prestige Worldwide. Okay. Like, I'm a big fan of this fucking movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, that you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. You mean they? You know, they. I think they find as as stepbrothers, they find each other. Well, they find themselves within each other. We they, joke. They make up to become. To me, they they make a whole person when they're together. So it's like yeah. they developed into actual people. Well, I don't know what to say, adults. Well, we always right. joke because I was like, hey, what if, because our rooms are right next to each other. I'm like, what if we knock down this wall <laughs> and then so we much room for and then we can um, make a king size bunk bed like they did in the movie. And we'd have so much room. And we just always joke about it because of that scene. It's like, it's not good. It's not good. And it's just like a little cut. Like they try to make bunk beds out of queen beds. I'm like, yeah, that'd be us. Like try to make okay. bunk bed out of a king bed. We can try. Okay. I mean, in the, that I know exactly what, you know, cause they're in their bunk beds and, you know, you know, that whole scene right there is iconic too. It is so iconic. And then when yeah. they were sleepwalking, like pillows in the freezer and the oven, <laughs> Yeah. Like that is out. That's crazy to me. Like I sleepwalk. I don't know if it's a booze sometimes, but I do. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I think this was my first introduction to like <coughs> Catherine Hahn and Adam Scott. I don't remember seeing them before this movie. Oh, Adam Scott's cool. I like Adam I Scott. I like him a lot. He's a cool. I guy. loved him in Krampus. For some reason, I just loved him in Krampus. Yeah. I don't know. And Catherine Hahn's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Which is nice, you know. That opens up a whole entire load. So, if you had to rate this one, if I had to rate it, I mean, there's different ways of doing it. In terms of how much I like it, it's a nine. Okay. In terms of quality of movie, I'd give it a seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like like I said, I could put this in at any given time and still get a laugh or two out of it. I'm which definitely gonna I can't do with a lot of comedies. I I'm usually one and done with comedies more or less. Unless there's you can watch special. the other guys a lot. Yeah, that 
It's quotable. Mm-hmm. Great outdoors. Every time oh, that's on, I watch I, it. We, we decided it before, you know, we got to say it again, you know. But again, I hadn't seen that movie in probably 15 years. Oh, where I, I probably watched Step Brothers twice a year. Like, yeah. Okay. Just okay. And it's been, like I said, I think this is up in the same realm of the fact that it's been a little while since I've watched it. This was not on one of my seven that I watched. Um, okay. Because I, because I had a feeling. I mean, I told you the couple that I thought you guys were going to do. Because mm-hmm. I just had a feeling you and this was kind of like one of those. I mean, I kind of like went off a little different on the defense on some of the other ones. But I want to give it a good solid seven too. Because from what I remember watching it when I did, you know, it was hilarious because grown ass adults can't leave home. They hate each other. They're at each other. and the fact that they're personifying such little kids and grown bodies to me is what makes it funny. Yeah, and I I'd give it the same seven for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you rating it? I mean, I gave you my solid seven. What about you? I do a seven. Seven also. I mean, it's yeah. pretty good. Like you said, once again, it's hard with it's hard with it is hard with comedies. You just can't. Well, and I think Will Ferrell's most of them are sevens, especially that when he's with McKay, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So here comes the moment of truth. Right. Well, we need to get. You guys got to try to think what I'm doing. I seriously consider it, and I could, I could see you picking this movie, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think it was really underrated. Stranger Than Fiction. Okay. I love that but movie. but I actually. It was on my list of seven that I just watched. So, okay, yeah, go ahead. And how about you? Any other? I was going with the same thing, so I was trying to think of something different. But, yeah, I'm just going to go with that. Okay. I am actually going to go off the rails here. And this is because of COVID. Everyone, just be prepared. Eurovision. I didn't watch it. I was going to for our year in review podcast. I just never got around to it. Eurovision. 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 It's a Netflix yep. original. Oh, Netflix God. original. Oh. It was actually yep. It was actually supposed to be released <clears throat> to coincide with the because Eurovision is is a real an thing. Actual for, thing yeah. Is an actual thing out there. Everyone, okay, <laughs> just make sure. Um, and they take it very seriously. So evidently, you know, America doesn't really take it seriously, but. Um, it, it was supposed to be released to coincide with the 2020s um, Eurovision contest beginning, but everything had to be canceled because once again, the world ended. Yeah. It was COVID. So this was a Netflix original. Once you just said that, um, that was, I'm just going to go down with some numbers here real fast because it's kind of hard, you know, with the numbers because we don't have like a box office or anything right. because, yeah. Um, IMBD 6.5. Uh, tomato meter is 63. And Meta is 50. Okay, so that being said, let me give you, they do have a budget, so we'll get to the budget. Okay. Oh, that's on BD. Sorry, I had all my stuff pulled up and I had the wrong. Gotta love this when we do things. Yeah. Um, they don't really say anything about a bu- budget or anything because it, it they don't because it was just a Netflix re- re- original and they didn't give a budget or any box office or anything like that. They actually released it a, a month later so it was supposed to be released when it did. It actually hit in June. It was supposed to be released in May. So we were in the middle 
in right high high pandemic here you know and that's what i think you know you know subscriptions and netflix and everyone just there was nothing to do you know and i'm like you know and i'm like what the hell am i gonna watch now you know there's only so much we can watch and i think at that point in time you were looking for something new and fresh um a little background on this is the fact that you know you have will ferrell's actual swedish wife who introduced him to eurovision in 1999 who got him hooked on eurovision and he became a fan of it so he had started to plan all this since like 2018 because he would actually go watch the eurovision contest and stuff so it's kind (laughs) of like it almost is kind of like this was his hobby and stuff so it's kind of like Okay, so he has like a little secret addiction. I mean, who really wants to admit that they want to watch schlocky people? I mean, well, now we have Mass Singer and all this other stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. But this is this is the this is like watching. I don't know if you've ever seen some of those YouTube videos out there. Um, of, you know the aerobics contests in the early eighties yeah. <laughs> from the Europe. <laughs> you know, you don't, but you know. Back then, you know, you don't really admit that you, you're into it. You know, you're dancing around like Abba and you're doing all this stuff. But it's so cool. And the fact that there was nothing else to watch. And I'm like, what am I? I'm scrolling through Netflix, you know, going through. I'm like, ah, what is this? What am I going to watch? What am I? And it was actually like really cool. And it, and to me, he was, he, he was, you know, started off as kids, you know, he had this vision of winning the, you know, the, you know, Eurovision contest from a kid on and him and his little best friend in Iceland, you know, aspire to do, yeah, Iceland, they aspire to do this, but they are like not the best. They're just goofy and dumb and inept, but they don't sound bad to me. They really don't sound bad, but no one wants them to re- represent Iceland, but they choose them randomly because they have this vision of who they want to send to the, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the, the Eurovision contest. Yeah. yeah. Because if Iceland wins, you know, and then they're going to have to hold it, hold it next year and host it. Well, if they holding it and hosting, it means, you know, just kind of like the Olympic games, it could break a country, yep, <laughs> you know what no I'm saying? Well. You know, and so they choose, you know, they have like the committee that wants to send the, their version, which was Demi Lovato was playing the person, you know, which was kind of cool. And, but you have the banker going, <laughs> we can't afford this. We can't afford this. So long, long story short, you know, they're, they're just klutzes, you know, which I identify with, hence the cat tent <laughs> in my toe, but <laughs> they um literally make a, an embarrassment of themselves on that, on the TV and are off, he's, she's off, you know, cigarettes off, you know, comforting Lars and, you know, the when the, all the contestants for the you know, Icelandic, you know, competition are on a boat and it gets blown up, it blows up. So guess what? They just won by default. So now they're going to the Eurovision contest. You know, it's, it's all this like stuff. It's like powerful, like, you know, I want to say it's like pitch perfect. But with Will Ferrell's sense of comedy, you know what I'm saying? You got like that, you know. Who was the female lead? Rachel McAdams. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's what's kind of cool. You know, because, you know, Pierce Bronson was his dad that he was always trying to get the approval of his dad. You know, so you're just sitting there and they go and then, you know, the Iceland figures that they have to send these people because they have no other option. They're going to make it 
become what they're going to become. And they get mixed up in the Eurovision world and crowd and get exposed to the underside and this and that. And it's kind of like the temptations and not temptations. And, you know, and they make a, you know, they end up, you know, making an embarrassment on the stage again. And they're like, no one's going to vote for you. No one's going to vote for you because he's trying to be flashy and she just wants to sing, you know, because she's good and right. things happen, but they, she, they stand up and persevere and they, they get voted into the finals because of their tenacity, you know, and then next, you know, he abandons her, but she still shows up and it's kind of like that. You don't let the people down thing, you know, who you believe in and you stand up with them. So, but at the same time you have like really good, I don't know, really good songs and kind of like all those. And it's kind of like it's catchy. It's funny. You got some songs that you're familiar with. And you you got, and it makes you feel good. But once again, bottle of wine was involved. You know, I watched it again. (laughs) Bottle of wine was involved. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to win the contest. And, you know, this is how I do it. And this is, you know, and to me, at one point in time, I didn't feel like he was the lead, the lead character. I felt like she was. The movie was about her, yeah. Rachel McAdams. And he was her supporter. And for me to say that with a Will Ferrell movie is unique. Sometimes you think he steal, you know, he always steals. I don't want to say he steals the limelight or he steals the attention, but sometimes his watching his movies you can't take your eyes off of him yeah but I, I couldn't take my eyes off of her in this movie she to me was so strong and i've seen her in so many other movies and i just felt like it was a good movie for her to be in because she was it was different it was actually different you know because she was in the notebook and all these other movies you know yeah but i mean she did i mean she does have some comedic chops though like oh yeah Game absolutely Apparently this one, but I mean, she can be funny. And that's what was kind of cool watching it. And it was also, he used, and he used, he used so many former contestants on this movie. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. So it's like, it's like, so you can tell this is like, it's almost, I don't want to say it's his addiction or his passion or his hobby, but he had, I want to say at least 17 or 18 appearances from former Eurovision people that had won and everything. Wow. singing you know and then yeah so it was kind of like you had like the whole pitch perfect moments where they persevere go beyond whatever and they get disqualified but at one point in time he realizes winning and fulfilling his dream isn't as important as making her dream come real too because she's always supported him um the soundtrack is awesome like i said it kind of like you know made me kind of you know I don't know, nostalgic, because some of the stuff was kind of cool. And there's a lot of um, original songs. And this was actually nominated for uh, Best Original Song for the Academy Awards. Hometown. Shit. It did not win. Yeah. Yeah, it did not win. But it was actually a very good song. And her, her vocals, he sung. Of course, he was singing, too, and he had, like, a person helping him sing. But her vocals and her person that was, like, I don't want to say dubbing her or not dubbing, was almost seamlessly blend. They were they were together. I mean, you can tell the difference between the two. They were that close. So sometimes, most of the time, 
she was doing all the singing. So she did a really good job. Nice. Yeah. Um, it won some awards. So it was kind of cool. I mean, I can't know if we can ever say, you know, you know, if <laughs> fair movies really won any awards, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I did win some more movies. And then it was about most of it was original songs and editing for the for the soundtracks and stuff, which is kind of cool, you know. Now, does it have a happy end? Do they end up together or? Absolutely. You know, she had a crush on him his whole, her whole life and they end up together and he supports her and they go back and he realizes that, you know, maybe winning wasn't everything, but being, everything was in front of me. And good moral, you know, once again, it's yeah. always a good moral, you know, and it's. Yep. And the fact that, you know, here it's in the middle of, you know, the pandemic. Here's this movie that, you know, evidently I felt like he was passionate about because you can tell that, you know, his wife, who's a Swedish, she's a Swedish actress, introduced him to it. So evidently he must, he's been, evidently he's been following it since 1999. So he's went to a lot of contests. So it's something he likes, right. you know, yeah. and it's, it's a different side of him that I never thought about you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Would I watch it again? Yeah, probably. I probably put it in because it has some of those like little feel good moments that you want to see that make you feel better at the end of the day when you're having a bad day, yeah. when you know the end, and when they sing her song that she wrote, and that by them singing, he comes at the very end of the moment, he gets there in the nick of time and they're on live TV and they're going to, and they're supposed to, they're always supposed to sing the song that they presented, but they're not supposed to change the song. So of course, by changing their song, they disqualified. I mean, there were some stupid little things in it. Like oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she believed in some elves that the elves made it possible for her to, you know, win. And then, you know, there's a couple, you know, there's some little, you know, folklore and fairy tale beliefs in there but it was kind of cute you know all in all it's worth your time yeah it's a two-hour long movie but at the same time once again it's a comedic movie that's holding together at 6.5 yeah yeah, yeah. I, I did intend to watch it when we were doing our 2020 year in review it just was one that i didn't get to yeah yeah, I, I mean, and there, you know, you think about it, you know, was there that many movies all in 2020? And I almost want to say to myself, if, I mean, they had Cohen's, it was a Netflix original, of course, but would it have, it was pretty big on Netflix, you know, would it have been as big if it wasn't a pandemic? Would it have been released into theaters if it wasn't the pandemic? Well, because there's been some Netflixes that have been released to the, in movie theaters too. Yeah, well, I, I don't think it was necessarily a Netflix original. I think they bought it. Oh, they might have bought it, you know. When but... the pandemic hit and nothing was going to theaters, people were just selling off their finished products. Yeah, because yeah, they had to do something because all that money was there. So, yeah. like I said, I'm not sure what was going on there, you know. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think if I remember correctly, that's what happened with that one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, to me, it had some decent scores. It has a great, it also has some beautiful scenery. Yeah, it is a pretty solid cast too. You know, some good. You know, Dan Stevens is in it. Yeah, he um, was. He was like the rival or something, wasn't he? The rival. The rival. The yep. The rival. Yep. So it had some good. It had some good actors. Pierce Bronson. You know, Will Ferrell. And once again, I think that's part of his talent. Will Ferrell's talent is he does get good actors to surround him in his movies. Yeah, no, most definitely. Yes. And that's what, you know, you know, is 
is it because he's good to work with or is it because he just has good products at the end? Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. But but it was definitely worth it. I would definitely watch again. I might even watch it again this week because I have nothing else to do and it's good to watch when you're trying to do schedules. Yeah. Well, that's not yeah. bad. Yeah. But, so you neither one of you saw this one. Okay. No. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. I found something that you guys didn't see. Hmm. I thought for sure you would have saw it. No, didn't see hmm. it. Yeah, I didn't even think about it, to be honest. It didn't come from, like, my search results. Well, yeah, that's kind of hard because, you know, it, once again, Netflix, you know, how, you know, sometimes I think when you search stuff on Google or whatever you're searching it, when, when original or streaming stuff has a hard time. So once again, it's streaming on Netflix. It doesn't always pop everything you want to see it on. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how do you so, rate it? Me, I'm going to rate it a good 7.5. Okay. It is one of my favorite Will Ferrells. Okay. Well, we'll have to give that a go. Give it a go, just for the fun of it. Eh. I mean, like I said, there is singing in it, which is kind of funny. But I think he does a great job. Because his quirkiness or his, I didn't say a dry sense of humor also, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, next time we're doing Jack Ryan or Jack Reacher? Ryan. Ryan, okay, just want to make sure. Had a moment. Had a moment. So yeah. I think the I think the first one is Hunt for Red October. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll just just go on the order they were released. Order that they were released on the order of what the chronological order. Gotcha. Right. That'll be good. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be a fun one to talk about because there's like five of them. Four. Five. Plus five. the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five plus the show. So we have to watch the whole entire show before we talk about it or just. I mean, we could break up because there's two seasons. We could break them up into like half seasons or something. I mean, we can do it. We, or I, even I, a I think season we, at a time. I've, I've yeah, because I think them. it's. What? I haven't seen the season. I haven't seen the show yet. Oh, you haven't? Mm-mm. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's really fucking strong. Well. Once again, we're trying to hold off. I mean, we're streaming. We're doing an episode at a time of all of this. All of us are dead because we don't want to waste it because there's like three left. But we're also streaming the baby right now. Oh, we're watching that yeah, shit too. We that fucking finale airs tonight. Oh, don't, don't. We're watching the baby. So you and Jim. Okay, so we're all watching the baby. It's, it's definitely. Yeah. I had it recommended to me by someone because we had watched the BBC versions of Ghosts, and this is the dry sense of humor. It's got that unique sense oh, of humor. Oh, yeah, we're too. watching the baby. It is it's definitely that awesome. British humor, for sure. Yeah. Well, we finished the baby. The finale airs tonight. Oh, shit. I'm okay. pretty sure. Thought we finished it. No, well, you got finale tonight. We're going to probably watch okay. two episodes of that today. Maybe one of all of us are dead. Yeah, I've not seen all of us is dead. I just finished Staircase. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. That was good. Strong, there's just so many. There's, there's so many out there. Yeah, staircase was one that there's a lot of strong actors and actresses that played it, so I had to check it out. Okay, that's good. My one is on inventing Anna next, right? That's yeah, so I've been told about that one. Netflix German girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
One of There's the girls so I work much, with. I don't understand where this fucking jump and like true crime bullshit happened. Because no one had anything to do, and they started killing people off during COVID. So now we have to capitalize I on it. Guess. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Goddamn Tiger King set this whole fucking thing on fire. Yeah, yeah Tiger King. That's it, actually right there. You just said in a nutshell, right there. We had nothing else to watch, and now we're sucked into it. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole the abyss of the Tiger beauty. King. I'll be a proud person. Uh, you have Same here, too. Not I've not watched it. it. Don't give a fuck. Oh, never. We watch watched it. everything else, but we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I will not watch it. <laughs> I'll rewatch something else before I do that. That's about it. That's about it. Uh, okay, so we got to figure out what we're doing next week. We'll figure it out. That's Jack Ryan. Well, Jack Ryan's next week. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying what time when. When we'll oh, get oh yeah. yeah. Um, I'm any night but Thursdays as of right now. I could possibly do Tuesday night. Since, well, today's Sunday already. And when uh, you do, like, I need to go. Oh, yeah. Single movie, though, too. I could probably do Friday night. Yeah. Friday, Friday night Saturday's night. off now, so. Friday would be good. Friday would be good. Yeah, because our one buddy that we podcast with is not available on Fridays, and he might be, he just texts me, so. Cool. Um, yeah, so let's plan on Friday because it's just one movie. I think they're like two hours though, two and a half. Yeah, yeah they're longer, but do but it. Yeah, well, that, that's like one night of just chilling. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one day of just you know ten hours of just power streaming all of his movies. Yeah. So yeah. all right, well let's do Friday and we'll Friday go there. Cool, cool, cool. Still loving the shit. Still loving it. Awesome. Well, have a good night. Uh, have a good one. You too. Right, you too. Bye. 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 Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze, Booze and, and Bullshit. bullshit.